Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. And welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, and I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with Kim Roach, who dropped out of college and worked for years, waking up early in the morning, working her heart out to grow her business. An online marketing authority at buzzblogger.com. She offers real-time tips and strategies on increasing blog traffic in the most effective ways, using her blog as an example most of the time. And she's not the type, just the type that you know gives the regular how-tos. She knows her way around. She knows a lot about traffic generation and not shy to share the whole story of how she how she comes up with the numbers. So in this interview, since she's all into traffic, I brought her on to talk about how we can get traffic to our blogs. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Kim, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Leslie, I'm doing awesome. How about you? I cannot complain. I am doing just fine. I'm glad to have you on here because I know that you have some great things to share. So I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast to share with my audience. Oh, well, thank you. I'm excited about it. Awesome. So let's get right into it. I want to ask, I want to start off with this question, a very basic question, just to kind of set the stage. And it's, this why do you blog Mm, that's a great question why do I blog um I think for me you know the blog is really kind of like my home base online and where I'm able to build my community and deliver a lot of value and of course also it's, it's definitely one of our biggest lead generators as well and we're very, very focused on our subscriber list. And so it does a really good job of converting visitors into subscribers with the way that we've set it up. Um, So it's definitely um, a great tool to actually grow your business and to build your business further. But I think, you know, even more so than that, it's kind of like our home base. You know, Mm -hmm. it's great to have platforms out there like Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest, if that's your particular market. And YouTube, of course, uh, but the blog is your home base where you can really put your personality out there and mm. kind of bond and build that community. Gotcha. Now, you say we and we and we. Now, when it comes to your blog, is it just you? Is it a team? How, 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 is that? how, how does that work? That's a great, that's a really good question, Leslie. It's actually just me. I don't, like, my parents are always asking me because I'm saying we all the time. <laughs> and uh, they're like, I thought it was just you, Kim. You know, and I do have, um, an assistant that works with me. I uh-huh. anybody that works with me, I just I call them team members because gotcha. I think anybody that's working with me is just as important, um, and they contribute so much to our business. So I have an awesome, awesome lady that works with me, but about like an hour a day, doing customer support, mm-hmm. uh, and then just outsourcing the odd task. But yeah, pretty much just me. 
But you know what's interesting about that, and and I'm gonna extrapolate a little bit. It seems as if when you when you refer to your blog, it's not just something that's you know all about Kim. You know, it's you and your community, and it it almost does it almost seem like it's it's a we that you're 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 blogging with. I guess you can say. Yeah, no, exactly. That's I'm really glad you brought that up because I think business in general is never just one person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's your customers, your subscribers, your members, you know, your fans. Uh, yeah, business is, is never, ever just one person. Awesome stuff. All right, let, let's rewind and get the backstory of how you got into all of this stuff. I can imagine it's somewhat of an interesting story. So, so just give us the details. How did you first get into anything internet marketing? Yeah, uh, well, actually... I started back in high school, and we had this um, basically a um, like a tech club, uh, uh, I guess you would call it, where we would compete against other schools um, based on web design. So I was learning HTML and coding and all this, you know, old school kind of stuff uh-huh. that was completely fascinating to me. And um, I think I was like, you know, the only girl, of course, in this club, <laughs> definitely the the coolest club in school, you know, the of tech club. Of course. um so that's where I got started and I just really enjoyed you know building websites and uh all the html and the coding and from there was really looking at you know how could I turn this into a business how could I turn this into you know a more of a lifestyle and uh something that actually you know could you know make money from and build a career from you know, so, before you move on from that, I want to yeah. I want to pull out a little bit from that, uh, because I remember when I went to college and I took a, a computer tools class, I got when we got into the Internet and HTML, I got so excited about this thing. And I went way above and beyond, you know, anything we were supposed to do for the assignment because it was so fascinating, fascinating right. to me. However, there's one thing that never happened in that process. I never started thinking, huh, how can I how can I make money from this? How can I turn this into a business? What was what was kind of the catalyst or what kind of moved you in that direction, especially at such a young age when, you know, all I cared about at that age is, you know, hanging out with my friends and having fun. What right. what, what brought you to that place so soon? Oh gosh, wow. Um you know, I that that is a that's a really interesting question, Leslie. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm not even really sure. Um, I think I was always, you know, I loved the tech side of it. I loved the marketing side of it, but I was also very interested in kind of business. I loved business biographies back then, and learning about tech startups and how Microsoft got started. And you can see I was a real mainstream nerd here. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I don't. I'm not real sure. I think I just kind of really loved that kind of that business mindset. Gotcha. I I wish I loved it at that age, but you can continue on with the story. I just wanted to kind of touch on that because to me, that's very fascinating to see someone at such a a young age really started start to think about, you know, how can I how can I do something more from this? So that's awesome. Okay, so you you're in this class, you, you, you fall in love with what you're doing. And where does it go from there? So from there, at this time, AdSense was really popular. Ah, yes. 
And, you know, people were making a lot of money with AdSense. And I was thinking, what kind of, you know, site could I create? You know, like a, a large website that would get lots of traffic. And this actually, it's not even, I rarely actually talk about this particular, you know, case study. But um, so in high school, I actually built the, a website about, and actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and give the niche. I don't think I've ever actually oh, released. Man, I, I feel special actual. here. Niche. Yeah. All right, let's but go. It's actually, yeah, it's actually about um, baby names, and there's, you know, oh. thousands. So I cr created this huge, huge website, also with the help of some software as well that would pull in, you know, data information from a database and created uh, thousands of different pages um, with the baby names and their meanings. Um, and so, you know, had some kind of cool, really, you know, interesting information. Uh -huh. But because it had so many pages, it was getting a ton of traffic. Like I think back then we were getting about 50,000 visitors per month. And AdSense wow. back then was doing really, sorry, go ahead. No, I said, wow. No, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So AdSense back then was doing really well and the per click prices were, you know, were really nice. And so back in high school, you know, I was making about $1,000 per month from this site oh. um, all through AdSense. And of course, AdSense kind of dropped out dropped in you know, kind of the, the bucket dropped off and uh, the per click prices went way way down um and so from there i kind of shifted gears and really uh built a solid business which we, you know can talk about a little bit but yeah that's how that's uh, kind of how i got started kind of just the first taste of it uh with adsense and building that first website in high school okay so you're in high school you take this class well not this class but you're you're in this tech club and you you're getting into html and all these types of things and you start this website at that time i don't i don't know you know what all was going on back then in terms of keyword research and selecting your niche and all of that stuff why baby names <laughs> like how did you get how do you how did you get to that idea yeah, I think, you know, it's just, I was really just thinking about, well, first, I wanted something that didn't have a ton of competition. Uh-huh. And so I knew, you know, people are searching for these particular baby names and their meaning. Mm. Um, and, you know, when they're doing their research, like if, if you go to like to the stores and stuff, you, you can see like the big na the big book of baby names. Uh-huh. And I'm um, all, you know, this just thousands of different names and their meanings. And, and there were other websites at the time on the same topic as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. um, but there wasn't a ton of competition and I felt that and there were so many different keywords you know as far as names and there wasn't you know I felt that I could rank uh, pretty easily uh, for a lot of different keywords and just get a lot of traffic and there was just so many pages and so much content you know that Google just kind of ate it up. All right, so you, you're you're doing this stuff now you're you're actually making money online in high school, and now you're the coolest, you know, high schooler in the world um, because you're making about a thousand. I mean, back if I was in high school making a thousand dollars a month, I would be rejoicing. Anyhow, <laughs> where do we go from there? So from there, eventually, um, AdSense, as you know, the um, the per click prices went way, way down, and the people who you know had built these huge sites and you know. Uh, the bottom just kind of dropped out of the whole thing. And it made me realize um, that I was going to need to build my business on a solid foundation. Uh -huh. I was going to need to build, you know, those long-term assets. And so from there, uh, I really started focusing more on the subscriber list and just started building our entire business 
around the subscriber list. You know, that was our, our number one metric and is, you know, to this day, uh, the most important goal, the most important asset in our business. Um, and so, yeah, just, yeah, just started growing the subscriber list from there. And the business really started to scale once I focused, started focusing really on the right things. Gotcha. Now, how, approximately how long ago was this? Um, let's see. So that was, I guess, you know, the end of, you had to realize in the same time I was in, I was going to college. I went to college for about two years before uh -huh. I realized I wasn't going to learn anything about internet marketing there. <laughs> um, so I uh, dropped out after two years and, and started doing this full time. And I would say, ah, oh, goodness, you know, even after that, even after I realized that the subscriber list, uh-huh the most important asset, I would still get distracted uh -huh. by those bright, shiny objects. Oh, I know those objects. Yeah. And so I was still doing, you know, this SEO type stuff and, you know, just making money off of uh, different, you know, niche type products, going after kind of those buyer keyword phrases and product phrases and uh -huh. reviews and et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, did well, but was just nothing in comparison to building a subscriber list, building a solid foundation. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that now uh -huh. um, after they're seeing these Google updates oh, and man. Penguin and Panda and the latest one with exact match domains, just how important it is uh, to focus on that long-term asset. You know, search engine traffic is awesome and it's great, but I think we have to make sure that the traffic is converting into subscribers and then we're building long-term relationships, you know, with our community. Um, so I would say, when did I like really zone in and, and start focusing on the right things? Probably about mm, three or four years ago. Okay. So but it's more like four years ago. Okay. So it's not, you know, not that long ago, not 10 years ago or anything of that sort. Right. Um, right. So, so you, you started realizing, okay, these are the, the things that I really need to focus on. Yes, it's good to make $100 here, $1,000 here, but I, w I want to build something that's substantial, that has a really strong foundation. Um, so you, you, you knew that you had to focus on that subscriber list. Now, how did you know that that was the direction you needed to go in order to build something substantial. I mean, did you was were there like people telling you that? Were you reading other blogs and seeing that's what other people were doing, or you just thought, "Hey, this is a cool idea. Let me do this." What was that process like? Yeah, I think you know, for me, all of my mentors uh, were saying, you know, that the money is in the list, uh -huh. and also you know the relationship as well. So you know, so guys like um, you know John Reese. Um, was like you know my all-time favorite back then uh -huh. um jeff johnson just you know all, all of the kind of gurus i guess you'd say uh -huh. okay, we're all saying that you know the importance of focusing on that list just kind of took me a while and to be honest i did not start really focusing on the list until i got some one-on-one -on -one coaching gotcha. and had someone each week kind of checking up on me and seeing exactly what i was doing and that i had to report back to because gotcha. I think online, you know, it's it's completely up to us how we spend our day mm. and the tasks that we accomplish during a day, you know, and yep. it, it, you know, it's, people don't realize there's such a shift from, you know, having a job and kind of being told what to do. You kind of, you just have a more of a routine, but when it's all on you and it's all up to you, uh, it gets a lot harder and you have to be extremely disciplined on how you spend your time, making sure that you're focusing your efforts on those high leverage activities. 
Definitely. And, you know, just kind of going back to something that you were saying earlier, you, you said you went to college and you realized that you couldn't you weren't learning anything about Internet marketing. Um, you know, interestingly, I went to a marketing professor once because, you know, I, I found out she taught marketing. So I thought, oh, this person knows a lot of stuff about this. And I asked, hey, do you do much with Internet marketing in your class? And she said, yeah, we do. There's a chapter in the book about it. And I thought to myself, a chapter <laughs> in a book that was printed who knows when, uh, and the internet is evolving daily. Uh, it, so it, it, it's interesting to see that you learn much more, at least I find, by going out there yourself, um, learning from people who have done it before, getting mentors and training and reading other blogs and all those types of things. Um, so it, it's just interesting to see how that happens. Now, around this time that you see... Okay, I need to grow my list. Uh, is this before BuzzBlogger, after BuzzBlogger? Was BuzzBlogger.com around from the beginning? Yeah, I think I had BuzzBlogger.com up around that time. Okay, okay. So you, you're starting to um, build your blog. You're trying to build your home base and so on. Did you Were you one of those people that you started a blog and all of a sudden you have a ton of traffic, everything is going well, you know, you quit jobs you you do all you, you go to the bahamas and party i mean it, how did that happen for you what was the process like yeah no uh, definitely not i think you know getting traffic is a um a long process uh but now in terms of do you just mean in terms of how did i grow the blog or yes. how did i grow my list yeah it was it i guess was it you know you started your blog and you, you caught on to it so quickly and all of a sudden you have a bunch of traffic or was that something that came gradually that you had to work on over time? It was definitely a gradual process. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I think this is where we can start transitioning over into the how-to because I know that one of the things that you specialize in is getting traffic. And, you know, there's so much happening with Google algorithm changes and all these types of things. Um, and there are a lot of people, I, I did a survey a, a week ago, and one of the top things that I saw people were struggling with is, how do I get traffic to my blog? I have great content, hopefully, um, and I have a great blog, hopefully, but now I want people to come to that blog. How do I go about doing that? So I want you to share from your experience uh, some of the top ways of getting traffic to your blog. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, but before I kind of dive in, though, I just want to define a little bit about, you know, what traffic is because, mm. you know, we never really, we don't create traffic. Traffic is basically getting in front of or positioning yourself in front of an existing audience. Um, so when I first got started, one of the the biggest traffic sources for us was forum marketing mm. and still is to this day. And I'll actually go into some numbers in, here in a little bit. But first, you know, when I just got started, um, I really zoned in on forum marketing. Uh, and back then and still today, the Warrior Forum, you know, as you probably know, is uh, mm -hmm. the biggest kind of most popular forum uh, within the IM market. And so I would spend a lot of time in the warrior forum, um, but not so much reading everything, but rather contributing really good content. So like just, you know, posting practically, you know, full-blown articles with just as much information as I could possibly offer. Mm. And we were just driving, you know, goodness, um, probably at least, you know, 
a couple thousand visitors per month. I don't remember the exact numbers back then, uh, but just knowing our numbers today, I'll say at least a thousand visitors per month. And at first, you know, that might sound like, you know, well, that's, you know, just a thousand visitors. That's really not that much. But the thing about forum marketing is that these people are ultra targeted. Ah, yes. So for example, in August, I was doing a case study with our members and I used the forum, uh, Warrior Forum, quite a bit um, as part of our promotional strategy. And from that, just from forum marketing, we generated uh, 25 new members, so basically 25 sales and hmm. 450 subscribers. Wow. But, you know, like for me, like 25 sales, it was basically a conversion of about 12%. Wow, from that's... forum traffic. And I think, you know, people look at forum marketing and they just say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's old school and they kind of discount it. Uh, but most people are just using it wrong. You know, it's easy to go into the forum, maybe answer a few, you know, questions or make some a few posts. But mostly, you know, we're just kind of reading and getting stuck there and hours go by and we haven't done a whole lot. Uh, but if you really use the forum to provide as much value as you possibly can and really create some epic posts and some just really massive value. Um, it's amazing the kind of results that forum marketing still drives even today. And this was our, uh, this was from August. So like just, you know, I guess a couple, uh, month ago. Okay. You know, I, I find that very fascinating because you don't hear a lot of people talking about forums anymore. Because, you know, you have social media sites now, Facebook and Twitter, and it seems as if these are taking over. Um, but as you mentioned, people that are on forums are very passionate about whatever the topic they, that it is that they're on that forum. I mean, for them to come there, they love that stuff. Um, so it's, it's right. interesting to see that that is still something that you use to get a significant amount of traffic. When I first started online... That was how I got traffic to my blog when I, um, when I first started with my blog. That was the main source of traffic. Um, so it's interesting to see that that's still going. Now, you say that you said that in August you drove you drove that amount of traffic to your blog from the forum and made you know twenty five sales. On average, how much time do you spend on the forum in order to get that type of a return on your investment? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, looking back, because for this month, um, I was doing a large case study where I was trying a number of different traffic strategies and reporting back on the exact results. Mm -hmm. So I was doing a lot of other things during this time. And if I had to do it all over again, I, I would just probably spend the majority of my time on forum marketing because it was just that effective. Really? Um yeah, yeah, because this is the efforts that I just told you about, the 25 sales, the 450 subscribers, was not from very many posts. That was probably from about 10, 10 posts in the forum max. But keep in mind also, and you can you can go to the Warrior Forum and look up, you know, Kim Roach and, and see exactly the kind of content that I post um, in terms of quality. But yeah, I just focus on creating just hugely valuable content and posting that. So I might would spend, you know, 30 minutes creating you know a forum post but yeah 10 post max i really don't think it was even that much whoa, 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 whoa. okay so you're not talking about 10 posts per day you're talking no, about 10 no, no, posts no, no. in total 
Right, right. And if you go back, if you, I mean, you can even go to the Warrior Forum and look at, you know, the post that I made in August to, to count up to see if it, yeah, wasn't, wasn't that much. Okay, I, I think what I'm going to do for anyone that's listening, you can come back to the blog, to the show notes of this episode, and I'm going to actually link to one of those posts from in the show notes so someone can go and get an example. But basically, you went into the Warrior Forum, you made high-value posts. Now, how do you decide what to write about? Um, for those posts that you are posting on the forum? That's a great question. Um, a lot of times what I do, I, I look at, you know, I'm always kind of uh, traversing the web, uh, looking at what's the most popular content online, mm. um, you know, reading their blogs and seeing, you know, what's most popular. But in the forum, you can actually um, click on views at the top and it will um, sort the threads by which ones have had the most views. Uh-huh. And so you can see, you know, which questions are being asked the most, what are the most popular topics, et cetera, and then just create, you know, a really great resource um, around that topic or that question. Gotcha. Now, yeah. your your topic is internet marketing and blogging and, you know, making money online and so on. Um, a lot of my audience they're blogging about a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, health yeah. and, and, and fitness and all types of different things. How do, you, right. how do you recommend for them to go about finding a forum that will work for whatever it is they're into? I love that question. I have another example for you because my dad uh, created a blog at the beginning of this year. Okay. And his is, um, what is, oh my gosh. Is a walking horse club ky.com. But oh. basically, so it's very niche. You know, the niche is walking horses, uh-huh. uh, which he's loved since he was a little boy. But he gets uh, about 10,000 visitors per month from the forums. Wow. Yeah. And it's too bad this is not video because I could log in and, and like just to show you the stats all on the screen. Um, but what he does, it's nice. It's nice in his particular market. There's one really big forum in his market, kind of like, you know, I guess the WF is kind of the same way with us. But there's one really big forum. The other nice thing is they're not as um, strict. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you could you could link to an article, you know, in this forum and it would be totally okay. But what he does, he goes to the horse shows and he'll film the different classes and film the horse shows and film like the highlights. And then he'll create, come back, um, create, you know, render the video, upload it on YouTube and then put that video or basically a link back to his blog with the YouTube video on the forum. And so he's creating like a video every single day and putting on the forum and getting, you know, all kinds of traffic uh, from this forum. So, yeah, so that's how he does it. It's definitely different in every market, but really one of the best things to do, you know, just kind of go to Google. And then if you're, if you're in the fitness market, I would just put like, you know, Google fitness forum uh, and just kind of do a few searches and and find which is the most active forum because that's a key part as well. You definitely want to be involved in in one that's very active. Gotcha. All right. So you go out there, you try to find a forum that's active in your niche, whatever your niche may be, um, and then with that, you 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 post to that forum regularly, but you make sure you're adding a ton of value. We'll link to one of the examples of one of the posts that you did, but add a ton of value and then link back to your site in whatever way the forum allows it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's driving. Well, for us, mm-hmm. uh, from the forum, from the forum, I'm always linking back to my squeeze page. 
Gotcha. Which leads into our sales funnel. Um, so basically, you know, it's the squeeze page and then directly after they enter their name and email, then they'll see uh, a video sales letter mm-hmm. and and then they'll get a, a really nice free report. But yeah, that's basically kind of how ours works. Okay, so you... Yeah, always... Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I, I always, as much as humanly possible, want to send people to a squeeze page or to a landing page so that we're um, building the list and so that I can really build a relationship with our community and continue you know, to provide value to them on an ongoing basis. So as opposed to linking them to your blog where, you know, when you come to your blog, there are links all over the place for all types of different things and they might not necessarily get on your list. You send them directly to your squeeze page and then uh, you, you nurture that relationship. Hopefully they become lifelong subscribers or whatever. Hopefully they convert into customers and they're also checking out your blog on a regular basis and those types of things. Right. Absolutely. And, and I guess that makes sense because if someone just visits your blog and they leave, they're not going to get as much value from you. But if they opt in, they're going to get as much value as you provide on your list. Right. And it provide it basically makes it to where we have traffic on tap now. You know, so at mm. any, you know, at any time I can send, you know, two thousand visitors to a new blog post. And it just allows you to have this huge piece of, you know, kind of a leverage, a lever in your business. Um just it's just a huge, huge amount of leverage uh, that you can use to where you're you're never again working from a standing start. Mm. That makes sense. Oh, it definitely makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm I'm curious. Is this how you link back to your your site? Usually, I mean, okay, yeah, that's forums. But in Twitter, if if someone is following you on Twitter and they click on your link, do they also go to a squeeze page? If they come from Facebook, do they also go to a squeeze page? How does that work? Yeah, good point. Um, from sites like Facebook and Twitter and those types of you know community type sites, I'm definitely always linking to the blog. Okay, so I, I might. Um, a great way to turn your um, social media followers into subscribers is to like invite them to a webinar. And from the webinar, you can actually automatically add those people to your subscriber list. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, in general, I would be sending people to the blog. And we actually, we have the blog set up now to where we're converting 12% of our visitors into subscribers from the blog. Um, so it has, you know, a pretty nice conversion rate as well. Uh, but definitely, for the most part, we like to send people to the squeeze page. Awesome. Man, when possible. <laughs> there's so many things I want to I, I kind of uh, peel apart of in terms of what you said. But um, for now, okay, so forum marketing, great. One of your number one strategies for getting a significant amount of traffic that's very targeted uh, to your squeeze page to get subscribers that you can convert into loyal, loyal subscribers and hopefully customers. What's your number two strategy for getting traffic? Number two would be um, creating epic content. Mm. So, and I'm sure you you know, your subscribers and community is very familiar with this because I, I know they're uh, probably most of them are already blogging. Um, but create, you know, there's so much information out there that I th- we really have to raise the bar mm. nowadays uh, and create, you know, not just, you know, average content or even good content, but I really think world-class content, really providing as much value as humanly possible, uh, and then posting that on our blog about mm, two to three times per week, 
And then from there, you know, you can't even, you know, the greatest content in the world, yes, you can send it out to your list and get some momentum. Oh, you really need to be promoting that content. So I kind of have a, a uh, let's see here, a 10-step process that I go through for promoting my content. First, of course, you know, you want to uh, post that content on Twitter and Facebook. And you definitely, definitely need to be building your community on Twitter. Uh, I usually like, I tell people to start with Twitter because it's so much easier to build a following there. Uh Um, Facebook is more a place to engage on a deeper level. Yeah. And so with Facebook, I really, I'll send people from my list to Facebook or from Twitter to Facebook, but start on Twitter and you can really start, you know, building some nice traffic just from there and start building up a a list of followers very quickly. So that's where I start. Definitely want to do that first. Post on Google Plus, which is a a new one uh, that I've uh, gotten into quite a bit lately. Okay. Then from there, you can share your content on popular blogging community sites. So this is sites like blogengage.com. That's a really nice traffic source for us uh, blockcube.com what's, Biz, what's that second one sorry a uh, blockcube b-l-o-k-u-b-e.com okay uh, bizsugar.com so that's b-i-z sugar.com uh, i am newswatch.com inbound.org is actually a newer one uh, famous uh, okay wait, wait slow, down, slow down a second you said oh sorry blockcube biz sugar i am what I am Newswatch. Newswatch.com. Okay. And I'll also, if you if you want to include, I've got a actual an, a, a blog post that goes through these step by steps. Oh, okay. So I don't need that. to write these down. Go ahead. Uh, uh, so um, famousbloggers.net. They actually um, they have a community. There's like hundreds of sites online that have a, a section called community news. Have you you've probably seen this, right? Yes. Leslie? Yes. Yeah. So actually, famousbloggers.net actually has a community news section, and that alone, like, oh my gosh, we—I think just from like two um, two different articles we posted there, it got a hundred plus visitors just from that. So what happens is you start posting to these different places, and you very quickly can get you know your first couple hundred visitors easily uh, to a blog post. Um, let's see here. Serpd.com is another one. S-E-R-P-D.com. Of course, if you're in kind of a niche, you know, that's, you know, kind of like my dad with the walking horse, walking horses, a lot of times you can share your post or share your videos even in forums. So do keep that in mind if you're in, you know, more of a niche type market. Um, for sure. And I'm sure, you know, there's other communities in other markets, but of course, you know, these these are the ones that I know the most about. Now now these um, these community sites. These are places for bloggers to come and just share their content or share content that um, they find valuable. How exactly does that work? Yeah, oh, I'm glad you asked that because uh, I didn't really clarify there. So, for example, like all of these, you're not actually posting your content. So it's not like an article directory per se. You're actually just including a title and a description and a link back to your website. Okay. Um, so it's basically just a place to, to syndicate your content and you're not, you know, you're not actually duplicating that content anywhere. It's just a community where kind of like, almost like dig a lot of these are where they're voting up your content. Um, and then of course, if you get enough votes then you go on the front page and get even more exposure. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Okay, so we talk, um, so, and then also there's a ton of different sites with community news sections um, all over the web. I have a list from my website, but definitely those are great to submit to as well. Um, next, actually go submit the post to a site called justretweet.com. Are you familiar with this one, Leslie? I am not. Okay, cool. Well, you know, I usually don't touch these types of sites with a 10-foot stick. Okay. Um, but it's basically this community that retweets each, each other's content. Hmm. Um, so, and for me, like I've seen some of these communities and wasn't real crazy about it. And this is the first one that I really like. Um, and basically I've, you, what you happens is, you know, you, you can very easily log in. If you go to just retweet.com, you can log in via Twitter and you, obtain credits you build credits by voting on other people's content and they also have um, a facebook like option where you can get more facebook likes um, so you vote on other people's content get credits and then from those credits you can actually post uh, your own uh, tweet to have other people to retweet your content what i personally did but i just bought some credits so i didn't have to worry about it uh -huh. um, i still go in and retweet uh, good content that I see, but I just bought credits just to kind of make it easier. But I use that to um, just to get like our first 25 to 30 retweets. Huh. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, or like maybe I've promoted it to the blog, to my subscriber list, and we, we've already got retweets. And then I just go to just retweet to um, just to up the level a little bit more. And that gets some really nice exposure. Okay. I've kind of tracked it through through our tracking. It's, it's bringing some really good traffic. Um, and, you know, if people, especially for bloggers that are just getting started, you know, if people don't, if people if, are looking at your tweet buttons and your like buttons and they see, you know, a big zero, you know, that's kind of, it's intimidating and people are going to generally share stuff that's already being shared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so a, just it's make, a it's social just, proof. Exactly, exactly. Social proof. So that's just a, kind of a nice place to get a little bit of extra traffic and extra tweets and likes. Interesting. Um, then a lot of people, you know, they post to Facebook or they post to Twitter and then that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, like they just post once and it's like completely crazy. So what I recommend that you do is to actually put your social media marketing, especially Twitter, on autopilot uh, with something like socialoomph.com. Okay. And this is going to allow you to basically schedule your tweets out for the entire day. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I don't recommend automating all of your social media because obviously you need to be interacting on Twitter. You need to be interacting on Facebook, answering any comments, answering questions, engaging, you know, with other like-minded entrepreneurs and bloggers. Uh -huh. But this part... Um, it's just a great way to schedule different content, you know, links to your blog post, cool quotes, little tips, etc., and have that being drip fed throughout the day. And it's going to send a lot more traffic to your latest blog post. You should never just tweet once because, of course, Twitter is like this huge, you know, stream of thousands of different tweets. That's very easy to, you know, miss something. So if you tweet, you know, maybe at least three, four, three or four times. Um, about your latest post, that's going to get some more traffic and get you some more um, more traction there. Well, and, and not just that. If you have an audience that's all over the world, different time zones, right. people check Twitter at different times, uh, and you just, you know, you tweet your content once, 
the chances of all of them in these different time zones seeing the content that maybe they're looking forward to see, that, that it's very slim. So, I mean, even I use something like Buffer app, which does something similar to what you're talking about with social oomph, where you can schedule your, your tweets. Um, and like you said, I'm, I'm not the person that endorses automating all of your social media. Definitely not, because it's about connection connecting with others um, and nurturing those relationships. But for syndicating your content out, it makes sense to use a service like that so that you know, people in, in Holland can see your, 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 your latest post because it's valuable to them also. So I, I definitely like that suggestion. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a great tip too about Buffer app. That's a, a really good one to get started with. Um, but yeah, just doing that, you're going to get, you know, 10x results, you know, for your um, social media promotion. I also did say just real quick, you know, like with Facebook, I've been doing some different testing as far as posting our content. Uh-huh. And I found that if we, instead of posting just the link, and then, you know, Facebook will pull in the information as far as description, image, etc. Um, we found that, uh, you know, I can get at least twice the results simply by posting actually a photo Uh and then above it a short description with a link to the post. Does that make sense? So instead of actually having a link where it just pulls in information, we're posting a much larger photo that kind of illustrates what the post is about and then a short description and the link gets you a lot better results. Definitely makes sense, yeah. Sorry, what did you say? Well, I just and it's it's also liked and shared more. Yeah, that's definitely something. Yeah, I started doing that a few weeks ago because you know, I, I, sometimes I just don't like the image that Facebook selects, and I'm not able to f- select something that really stands out. But if you have a nice picture that illustrates the point, and you you post that, and then you have the link with a description, I think that's that's a nice way to let it stand out on the Facebook on the Facebook page. But one thing I wondered about with that. Um, because when I did that, I was starting to wonder if people did not recognize that there was a link because they just thought it was a picture. Um, and I didn't do any tracking to to see if that were the case. But you found that by doing that, you got more clicks back to your blog. Yes, yeah, and you okay. can like you can just use like a you know quick tracking link or a pretty link and kind of compare. Definitely, awesome. Okay, so you you write you've written your epic content, uh, you're you're sharing it out. Is that the full list of the things that you say to do with your content once you finish writing it and posting it to your blog? I've got a few more. You want me to run through them? Yeah, let's go through them. Okay, I'll try to kind of go through these a little bit faster. Um, so next, I contact related scoop it and paperly pages. Uh, so these these basically content aggregators online called scoop it which is scoop.it and then paperly which is paper.li where they basically curate um, content the best content from around the web and you can actually contact different people who are um, creating these different pages around your particular topic and just let them know about your post Uh, and if it's a good post it's very likely that you're going to share it and so we've been seeing some nice traffic from those sites as well um, let's see. You can also, of course, kickstart your promotion uh, with a, a Facebook ad or a StumbleUpon ad. Uh, Facebook is nice because they allow you to kind of very easily um, promote your post. But the nice thing about that also is if you do promote your post on Facebook, it's a very easy way to increase your edge rank as well. Mm. Um, next, we and and uh, just to, just just really quick, can you define what edge rank is for someone that may not know? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not the expert for sure on that, but basically not everyone sees all of your updates. Mm -hmm. So not all of your fans are going to see all of your updates in Facebook. It's, um, based on this, you know, complicated algorithm called EdGerank, uh, which has a number of different variables, the actual freshness of the content. So when it was posted, you know, how many people liked it, uh, how recently your fans have maybe engaged and, with yep. your page, et cetera. Uh, so a number of different kind of uh, factors, uh, basically to increase EdGerank, you want to get more likes on your different posts, more likes on your photos, more shares, et cetera, which is something we've been working on a lot and have found some kind of cool strategies to increase that. Uh, but that's basically, did you have anything to add there, Leslie? No, I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it, it's kind of like, a, an, like you said, an algorithm for determining whether someone should see your content, even someone that likes your page. Um, Facebook doesn't show every post that you make to every person. Um, but if it's someone that interacts with you very often, Facebook tends to see, okay, this person wants to get content from you and they, they boost that up. So the likelihood of that individual seeing it increases significantly. Um, but as you're saying, by using the Facebook ads, it boosts, it boosts it up significantly. And I found, because I just started using this a few weeks ago, it's not really that expensive, you can you can right. you can yeah. promote no, your you, you can promote your post on Facebook for you know five dollars and you get a significant amount of people checking it out and I use that for anytime I have something that okay I really want a lot of people to see you know I might I might spend not much but twenty to thirty forty dollars a month um, just to promote posts that I really want people to see. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Great tip and it just you know increases your exposure for sure. Definitely. Uh, so the next step is to actually submit your blog to post to popular link roundups. Uh, so there's people online who do basically a, a weekly link roundup, and this is in all sorts of different markets. Uh, one example is kikolani.com, K-I-K-O-L-A-N-I.com. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been listed in hers, um, I think, twice over the past month, and it's brought some really nice traffic. Uh, but they're basically just people that you know are linking to some of the best content from around the web within that market that week. Uh -huh. um, and so you can, of course, you know, build a relationship with them and then send them an email anytime you have some really good content. As long as it's good content, uh, it's very likely that they'll publish it in the weekly link roundup. And again, it's just more exposure, more traffic uh, to your blog. How do I find someone that's doing a, a weekly link roundup? Um, one of the best ways that I've found is that, well, of course, if you're reading a lot of blogs, um, you'll probably kind of see it pop up, but you can also go to Google um, and type in, in quotes, uh, things like daily link roundup, uh, put weekly link roundup into quotes, Monday link roundup, Friday link roundup, or just like link roundup, uh, and you'll find a lot of them. If you want to go kind of market specific, you could put um, link roundup plus marketing or link roundup, roundup plus moms or okay. link roundup plus parenting. Gotcha. Yeah, and those will bring a lot, some up for you. Okay. Uh, the next step here is actually the most effective one, and that's to email your blogging alliance. Hands down, uh, the most important step for promoting your blog post, especially when you have uh, a really good one. So this is basically, you know, blogger outreach. Um, 
And, you know, as you know, connecting with others is definitely one of the fastest ways to grow your business. And so with one, actually, we did a, um, a kind of a case study or a test uh, in August where I did had two different blog posts. One, I only promoted uh, through our uh, subscriber list. And then the other one, I did not send out to our subscriber list at all. Uh-huh. And just promoted like via Twitter, Facebook, and mainly um, to a blogging alliance. So mm. I emailed like, gosh, um, probably 50 or 60 people, um, a personalized email. And the actual, let me see here, just to give a few details. The, uh, the one that I did without sending um, to our list was called, let me find it, uh, 600 plus places to share your content and get more traffic. Um, so it's basically this huge list of places where you could share your content or blogs that accepted guest post. And so I would email, uh, for the internet marketing section, I emailed a ton of the people listed there, um, a personal email. And you may give an example of what it might look like. Yeah, sure. Okay. I just, I think it does kind of create a clearer picture and also show them that it's very easy to do. It's not like, you know, not a... Uh, brain surgery or rocket science uh, or anything. So just a quick example here. Um, this was to thanktraffic.net. I said, um, hey, Corbett, uh, I wanted to send you a quick email to let you know how much I'm enjoying uh, IncomeDiary.com. Oh, that's the wrong. Uh, anyways, I, I especially enjoyed the latest case study with Joel Runyon. Uh, that was awesome. Um, I also wanted to let you know that I've included uh, thanktraffic.net, our latest blog post, and then I had a link to the blog post. I would love to know what you think. Thanks so much for all that you do. Cheers, Kim. And mm. so, you know, each one was kind of personalized for that person. Uh, but they were very short, very to the point. And actually, the key thing I want to point out here is that I never asked them to share it on Twitter gotcha. or to like it on Facebook. Uh-huh. Never. And we had, I had all kinds of people emailing me back and saying, hey, Kim, that was awesome. Love the post. Thanks for including us. And I've um, submitted it on Twitter and Facebook and shared it, you know, within our community. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, that, I mean, just from the Blogging Alliance, uh, we ended up getting like, I think, 2,000 plus visitors just from that because they were posting it on Twitter, they were posting it on Facebook, etc. cetera. Uh, and that one actually did even better um, like in the end after, I mean, it had more traffic now uh, than the one that we sent out to our, uh, Your list. So, yeah, to our list. Awesome. So that was kind of a cool case study and just kind of shows the power of a blogging alliance. So, so very important. You know, a lot of people put up content and then they think they're finished, but that's really content just gets you in the door. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's promotion of that content that's going to really bring the traffic. And if you have great content, it's just going to make it that much easier. Definitely. Um, so that's that's really about the the end of the formula there. I don't want to go on too long. That 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 is an awesome form formula. Well, c- continue saying what you were saying though. No, I was just going to say of all of those, I would definitely do you know those first couple steps that you know we walked through. That's going to get you like your first five hundred visitors. But if you really want to crank things up and really get results, the sending out those personalized emails uh, to related bloggers. Um, is really going to escalate your results and your traffic. Love it, love it. I want to talk about one more thing quick before uh, we end up, end the end, the interview. Google algorithm changes all the time. 
even one very recently where they're targeting sites that have exact match domain names. So if I'm blogging about, you know, uh, fuzzy jackets for cats or something, and I have fuzzy jackets for cat dot cats dot com, and it's not uh, an authority site, um, that having that exact match can actually cause me to lose some rankings right now. At least that's the way it seems from um, their more recent updates. And you talk about all these strategies for getting traffic. How does the the how do the algorithm changes affect these strategies? And if they do, what do you recommend for someone to keep in mind as they're building what they're building online? Yeah, that's you know I've. I used to really, I played the Google game a lot, <laughs> um, but I haven't done it. You know, I just, for like years, I just haven't even paid attention to Google or SEO. Um, and not that I don't think it's a great strategy, um, but I think a lot of times it's a strategy that takes a long time um, to actually get results. And there are a lot of other things out there that you can be doing uh, to get traffic and to get results much, much faster. And so for me, I, I just, I, I, we, I don't even pay attention to, you know, titles or anything. I was looking actually at Google Analytics today and we get about uh, 2,500 visitors per month from Google. And and this is actually the first time I've even kind of looked at, you know, how much traffic <laughs> Google's sending. And, you know, that's not all that much, but over a year, it's, you know, pretty nice. But um, so for, for me, I'm just completely focused on creating great content. And I think if just following the basics, you know, the on-page SEO, you know, if you are, you know, optimize your titles a little bit, the description, make sure that your H1 tags and your H2 tags are set up properly. Um, do some nice internal linking within your blog because uh -huh. a lot of people don't realize the actual internal linking structure um, makes a difference in your rankings. Um, you know, sending a link juice between blog posts and also, of course, you know, getting some high quality uh, backlinks from other pages as well, uh, which you can do using some of the strategies that we talked about today. And then also, of course, you know, press releases are a great backlinking strategy now nowadays after Panda and Penguin. Um, infographics, you know, another kind of outside the box one. Um, uh, let's see here. But yeah, just uh, I think just the I think anything that you do. I should also be should also send n traffic naturally to your site. Uh -huh. So for me, if I'm a backlink is great. You know, if you're guest posting, backlink is great. But I want that source to send traffic in its own right as well. Gotcha. So it sounds like what you're saying is don't ever be completely dependent on Google. <laughs> build some, right. build yeah. something that can survive way beyond. You have your subscriber list. And if, if Google decides never to send you another visitor, you will still get traffic to your blog because you have a list of subscribers that you, you, almost on demand. You can send them a, a message and say, hey, I got this great post that I just posted today. Come and check it out. And they will come whether Google likes it or not. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also say, you know, if you're getting a lot of traffic from Google, awesome. But, you know, make sure that you're converting those visitors into subscribers and that you are building a long-term asset. Love it. Love it. Love it. If people want to check out what you're doing, where do you recommend for me to, to, to send them? What do you have going on that they can check out? 
Yeah, I would just come over to uh, buzzblogger.com, uh, which is my blog, and um, I think they'll get a lot of value there, and that's kind of where we, it's kind of our home base online. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this interview, Kim. I know my listeners got a lot of value from it, so thank you again. Thank you. Uh, really enjoyed it. Awesome. So, hey, guys, if you want to check out what Kim is doing, if you want more content like this, I want to invite you to head on over to her blog. Look, buzzblogger.com, buzzblogger.com. And she talks about a whole bunch of stuff. She does a lot of case studies so that you can see exactly what she's doing, how she's doing it, and what the effects of those things are. So head on over and check them out. As usual, this this uh, program is brought to you by my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com. If you are you know, trying to navigate through this whole blogging thing, trying to get started, you're not exactly sure how to make a business out of what you're doing, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. As you've guessed, it is free. Uh, just enter your name and email address and you'll get access to that course where I show you how I've built my online business and how you can go about doing the same. Um, so this is Leslie Samo from becomeablogger.com. That's pretty much it for this episode. Um, if you enjoyed it, share it, like it, tweet it, all that good stuff. Um, but that's it for now. Until next time, take care. And God bless. Eight 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 three five two four.